day, everyone. My name is Victor Young, and I am the Daily Life Coach. Thank you for joining me. Today's episode is entitled, The Making of a Queen. Oh, yes, people. The Making of a Queen. I know we've been all wondering, how do you make a queen? I'm going to explain it today. But before we delve in, I'd like to thank the people of the Republic of Korea for listening. I've had massive spikes in listeners from the Republic of Korea. We have 36 active countries around the world listening in to the Daily Life Coach. That's pretty awesome. Make sure you share and subscribe to each episode so, A, you don't miss an episode because that would be horrible. B, share with a friend. And you'll learn why a little later on. Let's talk about queens for a moment. I like to make sure I have a clear definition of where we're going before we get started, just to make sure we're all on the same page. There's been a lot of great queens over time, and kings as well. We're going to talk about modern-day queenship, lady bosses, getting things done, influential women of power. So I started by going in the history books and finding a little bit about uh, how does one become a queen? And yeah, we all know there's several different ways. You can take a kingdom by force. You can marry into it. You can be born into it. You can be elected in some sense, per se. But for all intents and purposes, most past queens were from some line of royalty of some sorts. But since we've lost our lineage, and we don't know if we come from royalty anymore, our modern-day queens are made a little differently. But we're not going to talk about the queen as much. <laughs> you know what? I do have to talk about queens for one more second. I, I really I pull these 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 queens, and it's like amazing people over time. And, and I just thought I'd have a little fun. I found these five queens that uh, really made history interesting. Joanna of Castile, Empress Elizabeth, Queen Naziga, Marie Antoinette, and Valerie Messalina. So, gentlemen, if you have a girlfriend whose name is Joanna, Elizabeth, Naziga, Marie, or Valerie, don't go to sleep tonight until you listen to this podcast and get on Google. Google those names. Anyway, you need a safe word. They were interesting. Enough about our interesting past queens. Let's talk about the making of a modern-day queen. Furthermore, I want to focus on the queen maker. Who actually makes a queen? Or even a king, for that matter. I'm not going to isolate you, gentlemen. We're in the mix. Queens are just more interesting than kings can be sometimes. But, for all intents and purposes, when I say the word queen, you can insert king in there, go down the same path. And we talk about queens, and we talk about kings, we're not talking about King Joffrey or Robert Baratheon. We're talking about modern day kings, men of influence, of power, stature, etc. CEOs, execs, team owners, coaches, fathers. Those are the kings we're talking about. The queens we're talking about, once again, influential women of power, grace, technology, power players, power brokers. That's our modern-day kings and queens. Let's continue. 
Recently, I was really drawn into the modern day power vortex and how an individual who enters into this vortex of power can accelerate their growth, their development 20x compared to every other mortal woman or man who walks the earth. And the individuals that power these vortex, these networks, these systems, these places of power, where power is amassed and distributed only to those chosen, like King Arthur pulling his sword from the stone. These brokers of power, these queen makers, these king makers, are very interesting people. And so I want you guys to really lean in today. Lean into the microphone because what I'm about to tell you may change your life. We all have queen makers that exist around us every day. Hmm. I'm going to do it like they do at church. Everybody look to your right and say, hey, are you a queen maker? Look to your left, to your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you a king maker? No? Yes, maybe. These queen makers that I speak of are individuals of great power, but we may never see them because they rarely expose that power. That power is often concealed. It runs in this covert, underground river of influence, information, and knowledge. You see, we're used to everyone showing their hand. If there's something they know, they post it. If there's something they created, they post it. If there's something they saw, they post it. If there's something they hear, they post it. And that's the world that we're used to living in right now. Obtain it and post it. Create it and post it. But that is not how queen makers exist. These individuals who are capable, willing, and able to light the fuse that's able to ignite someone's career, their organization, their stature, title, or influence within a company, rarely tell us they're holding such extreme power. And why would they tell us? If someone's holding a nuclear device, or someone, figuratively speaking, FBI, if you're listening in, I'm not making nuclear devices, but I do like you listening in. If you could share it with the CIA, that'd be great. I'd like all you guys to listen, share. Homeland Security, share your podcast with your family members, The Daily Life Coach, good stuff, but I digress. But if you're holding this, figuratively speaking, powerful device that can emit such great energy, figuratively speaking, that can ignite someone's career, why would you show it to everyone? Because that would make you, you said it, that would make you a mark. That would make you a target. And oftentimes these individuals who've been granted great power, the power and ability to make a queen, have taken an oath of secrecy. Sometimes it's just an unspoken rule that when they were granted this power and influence, that they would protect it. And oftentimes protecting something also means to hide it in a very safe place. Because if you get caught with it, then you lose it, right? You just can't say, it's not mine. I was just holding it for a friend. 
I think a lot of parents have heard that one before, but do we ever really believe that one? I was just holding it for a friend. Who's the friend? I don't know his last name. His name is Ted. And I was just holding it for Ted. Well, he's a good, does he go to your school? Yeah, but I don't know what classes he has. I just see him in the hallways. And his name is Ted. I don't know anything else. No one ever buys that one. So, the Queenmakers. Queenmakers are powerful because they are distributors of great knowledge, great wealth, great opportunity. Just on their name, influence, their recommendation, a nod, an email, a phone call, they have the ability to push people into a completely new stratosphere. I have seen organizations on one phone call being endorsed by a queen maker obtain all the credibility that organization needs to get funding for to create a following or a movement behind it. They can match the beneficiaries with the service providers. They can link countries together. They can link companies together. The opportunities are endless. I met a queen maker recently. And for several years, this queen maker has quietly walked in my circles until recently. And once they see or hear the characteristics, the work ethic, once you achieve that certain target that activates their power, activates their desire to place the throne upon your head and make you a queen, your life changes. But in order to be appointed by the queen maker, to be knighted, because you can't knight a queen, but in order to be a crowned, in order to be crowned by the queen maker, you must display the characteristics that are required by this individual. A. B. You've got to have a sense of who's around you. Because if you're completely oblivious that the queen maker exists, then you may never see or benefit from their powers and their reach. Queen makers don't always have title of CEO or president or banker. They don't. Sometimes their name is Kim, Jordan, or Michael, or Michelle. Sometimes their names are Ted from school. Sorry, I, I've never met a Ted queen maker. Sorry, Ted, you're out. The point I'm trying to make is this. Sometimes we're looking in the wrong place for those queen makers, the decision makers, the power brokers. We're looking for an individual who were so far separated from that it would take years or millions of dollars to create a connection between us. The individual who has the ability to ignite and launch your career, to place that crown upon your head, might be an individual who appears to hold very little financial power. But you must look past that. Because money flows funny. Money moves in a way that's very elusive to many. Because we think if the individual doesn't have a big house or 40 nice custom suits from Tom Ford, Zania, Armani, etc. I even throw a little canali in there. That's one of my faves. If they don't have these fine suits and jewelry and a one of 750 Breitling for pilots with their pilot's number 
engraved in the back with their initials. I love this watch. And they don't have these very specific items that we're looking for to identify this person's wealth or stature. We will look beyond them at times. Big mistake, people. You see, when you build something powerful, the individuals who build immensely powerful machines never really allow one person to hold all the power. Why, do you ask? It's like this. If I was a company building a very scary device that was very powerful, the last thing I would do is just send it to some plant and let factory workers assemble this powerful, deadly device that could be sold, that could be redistributed, compromised in some way, and put in the hands of someone dangerous. No, I would not do that. I would send it to five different manufacturers, five different facilities who make a part of it but never really know what they're building in its entirety. Hmm. Think about it. Maybe one part of this device is built in Kansas, one in Florida, some in South Carolina. I don't know. I'm just guessing states at this point, but you get the point. I would separate this power in a way that it can't be absolute and used in a way that's horrific. That's how power works oftentimes. Individuals have a certain level of power, a certain, certain amount of power they're able to access and utilize or transfer. And so these queen makers don't always have PhD, MD, Esquire. Not always. Sometimes they do, but not always. So again, I need you to open your mind a little bit. When you go back to your office, back to your church, back to your organization, back to your school, it's not always the principal who has the power to make you a queen. It might be the principal's most trusted aide, who's just a regular Joanne. See how I spun that off of Joe? Joe, you're out of a job now. Joanne just took your name to be used as a common name and Storytelling, but I digress. Queen makers are individuals whose name is so powerful. Their experience is so rare and immense that when they speak, it means something, even to the individuals who hold power positions above them. This is the sergeant who can make a recommendation to a colonel or a general, and because that sergeant has commanded so many men and women over the years with so many successful missions and so few losses, that colonel or that general says, I trust you and we will move forward with your battle plan. That same sergeant, she might make a recommendation for someone to promote to a higher rank than she holds. And once again, because of her experience and successes, that recommendation is powerful. It's almost like comps. Filmmakers, if you're listening out there, you make a movie and you say, I've got a $5 million budget. The first thing you do is you create comps. These are the like actors. This is the like subject matter. And you make all the comparisons like a house. Houses in the 34236 area code with 4,000 square feet. This is the average price. And these are the amenities and the schools. And you just start mapping all these comparisons out. So without a comparison, without the benchmarks to establish on an individual, you're left to the opinions 
the recommendations, and the appointments of queenmakers. A queenmaker might be the alpha mom in a neighborhood or a community that endorses an individual who's running for school board who has no chance of winning. And because of this person's respect and power over their region and over their network, this individual is now a worthy candidate and not just a worthy candidate, an individual expected to win based upon the endorsement and support of this queenmaker. A queenmaker might be an individual who works for an organization whose title is two levels beneath the decision makers with limited access to the decision makers and the committee who's going to hire or promote this next person. And this queenmaker, instead of being an individual who will compete for a certain position, the queenmaker is happy with holding the power to appoint and to recommend and to transition individuals into their next opportunity in life. Why do queenmakers exist? Why would someone want to be a queenmaker? Why would they just not want to be the queen? And it's because not all people on this planet are made to be the queen. Some people would rather be the trustees and the keepers of power to balance the scales of power than to actually be the individual who makes the decisions based upon such power. Not everyone wants to make the tough decisions, but a queenmaker knows who's built for it. A queenmaker knows whose character and work ethic is exemplary that would do the best job for it. I want you to think for one second. Are there any queenmakers around you in your office, in your workplace, experienced individuals with access to decision makers, experienced individuals with network and referral power, what does he or she look like? How often do you talk to this queen maker? How often do you say hello, check on them, bring them a donut, say check on their kids, whatever it may be? And once again, if you're oblivious to the power and the connection of a queen maker, this individual will rarely act in your favor. Why does one need a queen maker? Startups, transitioning executives, you need a queen maker. A large percentage of these individuals who fast track to the top of fortune companies are able to do so as a result of an individual granting them access to power that previously was not available to them. Funding, talent, whatever it may be. Queenmakers are resourceful. Queenmakers are great reflection characters. They're able to show you your strengths and your weaknesses. They are able to prepare you for what's to come. I had an experience with a queenmaker once. This individual sat in a boardroom with me. And in this boardroom were seven to eight other individuals who were trying to make sure my success in this boardroom were short-lived, mitigated, or eliminated. In other words, 
They wanted me out. And this queenmaker, in this situation, we'll call him a kingmaker. I'm not much of a queen. My voice is way too deep to be a good queen. This individual showed a level of power that extinguished every other gentleman's power in that room that day. The other individuals, we'll just refer to them as jackleg hyenas, just to, you know, keep it simple for podcast purposes. So these jackleg hyenas were talking around me with acronyms, and I could see them feeling powerful because it was my first day. They were using all these acronyms, and, and there was no emoji dictionary at the time or no acronym list at the time. And so I'm sitting there going, huh, I'm thinking... Wow, there's so much I don't know. And they're throwing these acronyms around, and they're talking high level, and all of a sudden, this older gentleman, a.k.a. the kingmaker, says, will you guys speak plain English? Because I don't understand a darn thing you're saying. Well, just to be clear, they weren't speaking another language. They were just throwing around acronyms. And so I started to notice right before this gentleman, the kingmaker, makes a statement, He's squinting and he's looking at these gentlemen with this very perplexed look. And in that moment, I realized it was a ploy. It was all strategic. These individuals had no additional knowledge than I. Yet, based upon their loyalty to each other or their dislike for Victor or whatever it was, they were going to acronym me into this place of self-doubt to make me wonder if I was in the right place. So for the old kingmaker in the room who shut these gentlemen down and pretty much said, quit trying to be fancy. Speak plain English. No one knows what the heck you're saying. And this is not the time or the place for it. That one instance, that one moment when this kingmaker pulled his sword and transferred his power in the room to me. In that moment, I realized what was going on. I realized I had a kingmaker in the room. And after he lobbed off the heads of the eight-headed jacklegs, hyenas that were in the room, he handed me a sword. And that sword was this. He told me after the meeting, never let anyone talk around you with a bunch of fancy words and acronyms. If you don't know what the heck they're saying, Make sure they say it in a way that's nice and simple to understand. Nothing fancy. Because when you're trying to make billions of dollars, you don't have time for showing off and fancy words. Keep it simple, move forward, and make money. And I always remember that old king maker. After that day, from that day on, when someone would speak in their own language of jibber-jabber or whatever they made up or their acronyms that only they knew about, to try to belittle or to make themselves bigger than they were. I had no problem saying, I'm sorry, but I'm not familiar with that acronym. Could you tell me what that one is so I can write it down so we're all on the same page with you together as a team? And harmony and unity. That's just one example of power of a queen maker or a king maker. See, there's defining moments. Queens and kings are made in these defining moments, these moments of truth where they step up into these royal moments, this hierarchy, 
for they command greatness. And there's normally an individual who's a queen maker who either hands you her sword or his sword to become great or they help you navigate the road and through the war that's ahead. These individuals normally don't want anything back in return other than you to succeed and not squander their power, their investment, their time, their energy. But it all starts with understanding and knowing that queenmakers are powerful people. And they're all around us. We just have to be able to identify who they are and be wise enough or humble enough to accept their counsel and their direction when it's all good all the time. Queenmakers normally aren't individuals who tell us what we want to hear. They tell us what we need to know to become great. Queenmakers will fight a battle for us. Queenmakers will vow their allegiance or give us their sword to fight battles. Queenmakers are royal and just of good character. That is what makes them a great queenmaker. Their desire to make humanity and the world a better place. I know you're thinking, wow, kings and queens, this is so confusing. Knights, rooks, bishops. Um, I don't know. What else is there? Well, I didn't talk about all game pieces. I just really focused on the queen today. Makers of power, holders of power are all around us. How we behave will activate this individual to work on our behalf. So know that every single day you wake up, Someone is watching you and your performance and your behavior, whether you see it, believe it, or know it. So never show up halfway. Never commit a little bit. You must go all in every single day. This is how you activate the queen makers around you to want to fund your projects, to help with training, to transfer their network of power or skill or technology to you to send their armies to support your kingdom. You must earn the respect and knowledge and wealth transfer of the queen maker. If you have no kingdom and one day you choose to rule a kingdom, that kingdom might be your startup, your company, a family fund, venture capital, whatever it may be, a school, a team. One day, if you plan to do great things, you will need a queen maker. So start today making yourself worthy of extreme transfers of knowledge, power, and wealth. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode of The Daily Life Coach. And for everyone who hung out to the end, I've got a little treat for you. Here's what I want you to do. I've got a contest for the month of March. Send me a DM to any one of our social media platforms at the Victor Young or the Daily Life Coach on Instagram, the Daily Life Coach on Facebook. So DM us with your idea, your question for an episode for the future. And if we pick your DM as our subject matter, we'll send you a special Daily Life Coach gift valued at $200. It's called a gift card. Yes, because I just don't have time to go shopping. So it's a gift card. I'm going to repeat it one more time. Either post your question 
to your website and just hashtag the daily life coach. We know you're out there or at the daily life coach tag us. And if we see your question and we use it in a future episode, you will win a $200 gift card. It's a contest for the month of March, 2020. Once again, thanks for joining us. This episode was brought to you by Sarasota Metropolis football club, which is soccer. Check out Sarasota Metropolis FC on the web, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a great day, folks, and remember, live fearless. Fearless.